What's going on, guys? Welcome back to Clocks on the Stove. I know it's been a little bit since we have been with you. It's been the holidays. You know how that goes. Starting us off, I want to give our uh, prayers and condolences with Damar Hamlin, the Hamlin family, as well as T. Higgins, um, who is involved in that that insane incident that happened in the Bills-Bengals game. What was it called? Comanus, Coriotis, something like that? Right. Um. Yeah, I don't know the proper medical term for it. I do know that what they divulged from it was that it was cardiac arrest caused by blood force trauma to the chest. So it wasn't like he had any underlying medical conditions. It was yeah, just it like was like he got hit in the middle of a heartbeat, right? That's why. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and it just like drastically dropped his like blood pressure and changed the rhythm of his heart, which like obviously isn't good. You commonly see it in um hockey and baseball just because smaller denser objects hitting you in the chest specifically like right over the heart can cause that but with football like you wouldn't think because of how like common uh lowering your shoulder into someone's chest like that that would occur like it just isn't something that even comes to mind so like when like the whole situation was like happening it kind of just like took everyone back a little bit because you're like what the hell like you feel like it was such even viewing it you're like that wasn't even a hard hit like you normally when you think of injuries you think of like the head, the CTE type hits where like it hits a guy and he's like arms go stiff. Yeah, like or like a leg, stiff. like like some some nasty. Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. uh he's doing good. He's breathing on his own. His lungs are almost fully back. Um he's able to eat and drink now. He can move his hands. He's talking with his family. Um I don't know. I, I'm assuming they're saying he's gonna be like completely normal. Like he could play football again. Um I don't know what he's gonna do, but nothing we hope nothing but the best for him as well as T. Higgins who's been getting a lot of shit. For people saying that he did it, which is absolutely ridiculous and absurd. And people are just saying that to try to get clicks on their social media profiles. So, um, yeah. So I got to say about that. I hope he makes a full recovery. Um, mm-hmm. Moving on from that, lighter news. Jared Verse, Florida State's defensive end, top 15 pick across every single person's mock draft. And this upcoming draft has decided to stay his senior year. <gasps> no, I'm making a lot of noises. Decided to stay his senior year at Florida State, Zach. That is absolutely insane. I thought for sure he was going to the draft. Yeah. So, I mean, first of all, they think they're going to win the Natty because everyone's fucking coming back. Secondly, there some someone affiliated with them is throwing Jared Verse the bag if he's coming back. There's no way he would just not take those millions of dollars just to play at Florida State one more year. Yeah. Um <laughs> first or the last thing i'll say about the hamlin situation was when he did awake the first thing he said was who won the game uh that just shows what a football guy he is big um, football guy. team first yeah big football guy right there um but to the jared verse news you know if someone is or isn't throwing in the bag i think it speaks more so because like even if someone was throwing him a bag the equivalency of like being in the nfl i feel like couldn't compare i just feel like he's bought so much into Mike Norvell and what Florida state has done for him. Like, I feel like that is like the biggest brotherhood now uh, in Florida. Like we're back to our old FSU days, which is, I just love talking about, like, it's always great to see, um, you know, the guys are hyped. Um, you know, there was actually a tweet at 5 AM today. of uh, Wasn't Trayvon who entered the transfer portal in a running back room. Trayshawn is it Trayshawn Ward. Yeah. Uh, yes. Trayshawn Ward. Trey Benson. Yeah. So he, that. yeah. So Trayshawn Ward tweeted at 5 a.m. a bunch of like looking eyes emojis after um, Verse made his announcement. So now 
got kind of like a, oh, shit, now what the fuck's going to happen? If he's back, then, of course, everyone's going to be like, well, that dude was going to go pro. Like, fuck it. We might as well run this shit back. Like, we got Natty on the line. I mean, ACC's wide open in my opinion. Yeah, it's wide fucking open, dude. Yeah, it's just looking good. fucking open. Sam Hartman's gone from Wake Forest. And State doesn't have a quarterback. Louisville doesn't have a quarterback. Clemson's Clemson. Miami. Yeah. Pretty open. Dude. I'm just saying, Sam Hartman at Notre Dame, that is also uh, pretty interesting in my opinion because from a guy who I thought may have helped out some professional team if he decided to go somewhere, you know, the fact that he decided to test it out on a Notre Dame team who's talented enough, you know, I just felt like they were missing – they're just lacking quarterback talent. Like I know you want to speak about like Ian Book in the past, but he was able to get the job done. Sam Hartman is a huge step up. To where their quarterback room was uh, this past season, you know they Sam were super Hartman's competitive. The best quarterback in Notre Dame I can remember in the last ten years. Yeah, I mean Deshaun Kaiser was pretty. Fun yeah, yeah, Deshaun Kaiser was really good. I forgot about him. Yeah, he was really yeah. good. Yeah, it's just it, it's just funny though because like when you speak of Deshaun Kaiser, you just think of like his NFL career. By the way, um, I I saw a video of him that was like so sad. It was like him when he was on the Browns when they were at their worst. And he's in, on the podium and they're like asking him about like how he's like trying to turn things around. He goes, you know, it's like one of the hardest things in the world when like you're the only quarterback in your draft class that still has never felt what a victory is. And Jesus. he's just sitting there like, Jesus, fuck, dude. Like you paid millions and your team just sucks so bad. Like uh, really feel for the kid. But that just goes to show that uh, you can go from some of the highest of highs in college football to getting drafted to a complete dog shit program or program. But uh. I don't know why I said program, but a team. Yeah, institution, I should say, in the NFL. Um, so, yeah, life comes at you fast, I guess. But this is what it is, you know. I I mean, I'd gladly go 0-16 if I got paid $10 million, but that's just me, you know. Yeah, that's, that's, just, that's just me saying that, you know. But, uh, yeah, Zach, let's dive into what we came here to talk about. We got the college football semifinals, play, playoff semifinals just happened. And we are going to just break – we're going to digest them. Starting us off, we had the first game TCU number fourteen, number three TCU beating number two Michigan fifty-one to forty-five. Zach, what are your initial thoughts on this game? It was the Fiesta Bowl. You know, just from watching, I know it was New Year's uh, Eve, so you know everyone's out there drinking. But you know, before that, I got my little pregame in watching this great football game. Um, you know, some of my pre-thoughts going into the game were just kind of like, all right, we know Michigan is a way better second-half team, but we know Sonny Dykes is coach of the year, obviously a great leader of men. He's able to just cook up some insane play calling. So I thought out of the gate, TCU would get an early lead, and then Michigan would kind of close the gap and probably ended up winning in the end. That was my thoughts before the game. But what I saw throughout the game was that TCU was by far – from the get-go, the more physical team. They brought the fucking action out the gate. They were not scared. They wanted the ball. They just, like, you know, we say a lot, and it's so cliche, but you, you know when we talk about teams wanting it more, it looked like TCU fucking wanted it, dude. Like, in every phase of the game, special teams dominating, defense making huge hits and punishing guys. You know, you saw um, their wide receivers and tight ends take massive hits and be slow to get up, and, like, they were clean hits. It wasn't like they were playing dirty at all, but just, hitting them and making them think about it. Like when they got it, they're like, yo, do you really want to fucking ask for that ball again? Cause we're going to bop you every time you get it. <laughs> we talk about 
TCU's ball hawk defense coming up with two major pick sixes uh, on McCarthy. And, you know, and three McCarthy's overall played, picks, I think, right? Was it three overall? I oh, think sure. so. You may be right. But yeah, but um, just TCU playing so much more physical and then the play calling throughout the game being. Oh, no, it was two picks and a fumble. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, the fumble being the biggest. You know, you get. You get that Michigan uh, huge reception by, I believe it was Roman Wilson. He's, they mark him down at the one. And, you know, even if you're marked down at the one, you know, they're giving first and goal at the one. You could have easily just fucking keeled over and said, all right, you get a touchdown, whatever. We're going to score back. Fuck that. You, they cause a mental lapse. They fumble the ball. You get it right back. And then you drive down the field and score. Like, that's the biggest fuck you imaginable. Yeah. Like, that's just showing you, like, like yeah, you're better than us, but bullshit. Like, on paper, you could suck my dick because I'm yeah. going like you're a bitch, dude. Like, I uh, love real quick, I want to uh, before I get my opinion on the game. Let's let's. What do you think about that play? So I thought one million percent it was a touchdown. Um, my mm-hmm. first thing I gotta say is, uh, so this is what happened. If you guys don't know, I don't know the receiver's name off the top of my head. I can't. I don't. I don't. Roman know. Wilson. Oh yeah, Roman Wilson catches the ball like this. Okay, catches it like in the sack. Hits his butt on the one yard line. Ball bounces up, scoops it to his chest, and lays down in the end zone. Okay, that is a touchdown, hundred percent. He'd not have control of that ball until he his he was across the line. Secondly, I'm t- why can we change the rule in college where you're down by contact? It ruins the sport. It fucking ruins the sport. If I burn, if I fucking burn my my corner, I do my job as wide receiver, and my quarterback throws me a shit ball that I have to dive, I should be able to get up and score because I did that fucking work. That wasn't my fault. If JJ McCarthy yeah. throws that. Two inches deeper, he falls in the end zone regardless. You know? Yeah, there's a there's a lot of questionable rules in college that I'm just not fully accepting of. Like we talk about the one foot one foot versus two foot rule um in the NFL in college, which I, like I don't really foot. I like the one foot. See, I don't really fuck with that because like yeah, if you you're get, gonna be a, you get nasty catches with the one foot. I mean, yeah, but like at the same time, like I guess they try to balance it out where they're like, all right, if you can keep one foot inbound, then like, fuck you. Like, if you fall down, go fuck yourself. So like, you don't remember, you don't remember um, Alabama first, first year playoffs, Alabama versus Ohio State. Garrett Wilson, freshman, has the one foot in catch and the lines here and he puts his foot like this and turns his whole body in the end zone. I mean, you get moments like that, but I mean, then again, if it wasn't for them not ruling Roman Wilson down by contact, we don't get that fumble. So everything happens for a reason. Like, I agree. I'm a big and I also, I also don't think Zach, you could be like Michigan lost the game because of that. No, because I still think TCU would have gone back and scored. You can't say one play changes the game, dude. You have sixty minutes. There's a lot of plays that you could have had. Different things happen, you know. Um, but yeah, I think it was a touchdown. I want to, I want to agree with you. The way I look at this fight. The way I look, or excuse me, the way I look at this game is like a fight. Michigan is is the veteran heavyweight challenger. They're fighting for an interim belt. Okay, Michigan's like your heavyweight interim. He's been there. They they're they're known for being a powerhouse school. Like this is what they do. They looked amazing in their last game, like destroying Purdue, destroying Ohio State. Like even even JJ McCarthy's looking like a fucking solid quarterback for the first time all year. And then your last game, you lose. You know, you lost. So it's like, damn, you know, and, and I think everyone had the same same thoughts. TCU is just going to get bullied in the trenches, and they're going to get worn and torn down in a boring, slow game where the, the Michigan's going to win. 
And instead, they came out and they fucking punched them in the mouth off rip. Every single play, they were hitting them. Every single play on offense, their receivers were blocking, the tight ends were blocking, running backs blocking for the quarterback, Duggan's making good plays. Like, there, there was never a time, there was not a single play that you saw a TCU player took off in that game. And it was like, every time we get hit in the mouth, we're hitting them right back. Like, there was a response for everything. And like you said it best in the last pod, they went first, and that's what they had to do. They couldn't let Michigan go first. They had to make Michigan play their speed of the game, and that's what happened, and they couldn't keep up. Thus the three turnovers. Thus the two pick sixes. When 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 you look at like a team like this and you look at like a fighter even that's like not as prestige or like look as a pawn, the way they win those big games, the way they win those big fights is because they make it their fight, the way they want to fight, the way the game they want to play. That's what TCU did. TCU got into this run-heavy bully ball when they played Kansas State, which is – Genius by Kansas State staff. They did a good job there, but they pl- they realized they couldn't do that versus Michigan, and they fucking they they beat them. The, I, the score does not do this game justice. TCU was yeah. fucking in their mouth the whole fucking game. Yeah, I agree. Um, another thing I'd say is we talk about Michigan being a second half team and locking them down. Dude, TCU still dropped thirty on them. I mean, they still got outscored in the second half, but they dropped thirty on them. Uh, one of the plays I wanted to look at was that where. Michigan needed a stop. They had just forced, they had all the momentum going for them in the world. I think they had like two turnovers, had like, I want to say like 14 or 21 unanswered points. They were closing the gap by a lot. And then out of nowhere, Dugan hits Quentin Johnson on third down, um, which by the way, if Quentin Johnson doesn't come back behind the line of scrimmage to make the catch, it gets flagged for a pick play because the receivers were all blocking. It was a complete design play where the three receivers Ran routes, but at the end of their routes, purposely blocked up to linebackers before he caught the ball. But the rule is, is if he catches that ball behind the line of scrimmage, even it's though a, he ran across a, the route, it's a behind the pass. It's right? a screen. It yeah, counts yeah. as a screen. So you can block. You can block up people without allowing. That caused Quentin Johnson to get on a one-on-one with the cornerback. He beat him, and everyone's like, "Where the fuck was the safety help afterwards?" There was no safety help because all the other receivers fucking blew them up and yeah. let Quentin Johnson yeah. run for like a sixty-yard touchdown. Like that's Sonny Dykes just being a god level. Like admin yeah, of the game right there, the fucking defense, like, dude. And, and Garrett Riley, fu- Garrett Riley's the fucking OC. Yeah. By the way, huge shout out to Garrett Riley because he got to watch his brother get shit stomped by Tulane. So, uh, while yeah. he's like, "Yeah, I just beat fucking Michigan in the playoffs." Like, yeah, I bet Everyone- Christmas dinner. <laughs> you go, yeah, you go, Christmas you go. dinner. Yeah, Christmas dinner. He definitely sat down. Well, technically New Year's dinner because the game was New Year's, but he definitely came home after New Year's and he sat down at the table and he's like, "Fuck you," just like "fuck you." He's like. It's like literally when you beat your brother in a video game and you're just like, yeah, you're my bitch now. Like, no, he came guys. in. He came in wearing all green, a green sweater, a green <laughs> pants, a green hat, and just didn't say a word, just sat next to Lincoln. But I saw yeah. a meme and it was like, it's the LeBron one where he has like a cig in his mouth. You know, it's like they say Gold State. Oh, yeah. Gold State. And it's like, it's like all year they've been saying Lincoln Riley, Lincoln Riley. They forgot about the other Riley, Garrett. <laughs> Garrett Bobby Ferguson. Yeah, I know, dude. Coming to winning games. He is he is a fucking nasty OC though. Sonny Dykes, a great dude. They got they got it cooking at TCU. Wait till they start getting recruits too. And they just got Gibbs, the running back from fucking uh Alabama. <clears throat> Wait till they start getting some fucking recruits. I made a TikTok on this, what I'm about to say, but uh what what are you what are your thoughts on the JJ McCarthy posting the picture of him? Watching TCU celebrate while and while his team, his entire team, is in the locker room crying. Oh my god, dude! See, 
I guess your view on it has to be with how you view like the Stefan Diggs photo. Cause when I saw the Diggs photo, like Diggs didn't fucking ask a photographer to take that of him. He was just out there watching it and someone took it for him. That motherfucker definitely like stood out there and was like, all right, all right, there's a camera like right behind me. So I'm gonna go stand there and fucking put my arm behind my back. Like, dude, walked, shut the fuck he up. walked in front of the camera crew. <laughs> yeah, like, bro, oh my, get the fuck out of here, bro. Like, we don't care. And, and by the way, by the way, your head coach is probably leaving you anyway. And if he doesn't leave, he's probably gonna be suspended for some recruiting bullshit, which we'll get into later. But regardless, I just think it's a pussy move. Like, I, then again, like you're a college kid, you're gonna do some cringe shit like that for attention. Like, I, I guess I can't blame you. Like, it's childish shit to do. It just shows me you're not pro ready, like mentally. Um, mm-hmm. at least from my perspective. But then again, I'm the guy sitting in my fucking pajamas talking shit about a college football player, <laughs> whereas he just played in a semifinal game but got beat by Sonny Dykes. You know, it is what it is. Um, I think still the difference between the Stephon Diggs and the uh. And the Stefan Diggs and the JJ McCarthy is one. Stefan Diggs had an amazing fucking game that game. Like he mm-hmm. balled. JJ McCarthy played like shit. Okay. Also, like you said, Stefan Diggs wasn't looking for attention. Like he just like was like like fuck, this sucks. You know? Um, also, when you're Stefan Diggs, like you're playing in the NFL with grown men and you're not the quarterback. JJ McCarthy's playing with kids. We're we're kids still. We're kids. And he's the quarterback. He should be in there and lifting up guys from crying. Like, get your head up. We're fine. We got next year. Like, lift your head up. We're good. We're good. We're going to work. Like, instead, he's out there while his teammates are in the fucking locker room crying. Like, where's the leader? That that shows me not, not you as a player. It shows me you as a person. That's what that shows me. That shows me who you yeah. are as a person. I feel like uh, that person for them, who they were missing, was Blake Horm. Because when they got eliminated by Georgia last year, there was that videos of him walking out. And he's like, he was telling all the Michigan fans that were at the game and his teammates, he goes, don't worry about it. We'll be back next year. Like we have way more to prove. Like we're going to be back. I promise. And said all that shit. And they did make it back. Unfortunately, just same result. Um, so unfortunately, but I was rooting for TCU anyway. I had them with the points. Um, I should have just taken the money line. I should have had the games flipped uh, personally, yeah. but we'll get more to that other uh, semifinal game shortly. But yeah, um, overall, to the, I want, no, yeah, I'm sorry. No, yeah, I was just gonna say. Um, overall, for the first semifinal game of the day, what a fucking show! Yeah, I mean, dude. no disappointments. This is easily the best playoff so far. Best round one of playoffs we've had since it started. Yeah, not not a good selling point for defense wins championships. I will. Yeah, say Yeah, not at all. Yeah, not at all. Yeah, not at all. Um, I do agree. I like that statement you made about Blake Horm. I feel like that's another reason why JJ McCarthy didn't do it because he was kind of the leader this year, and when it was. Mm. Not lo- no longer his turn. JJ had to take it over and did not do well. Um, let's dive in real quick about you- Harbaugh giving his speech, saying that I I see twenty twenty three me coaching in the University of Michigan. So I was like, oh, GG's, he's staying. Like Caleb sent me something, Donut sent me something. I was like, Harbaugh staying. GG's, it is what it is. And then my dad had me listen to this video, and it explains like every time he's made a coaching change. He's dropped a message stating that he's not leaving, and then he dips. He's like Lane Kiffin. So yeah, I wonder. I wonder. I don't really know if he's going to stay or not going to stay. I think it's going to be. I think he's in this fuck. I'm doing absolutely everything I can, and the school can't give me a quarterback or like we can't win. We can't jump that level. And also, I think he wants to redeem himself in the NFL. I think he has that fuck you. I'm not a bad coach, but I don't know. Yeah. Um. 
it was kind of funny because when Ryan said that thing in the group chat and he was like, see, I told you he's staying. I'm like, yeah, Ryan, uh, I, I tell every girlfriend I've ever had, like, yeah, babe, I love you. I promise. Like, <laughs> like I'm going to be here till the end. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, all right. All right, man. <laughs> Like we we've all been there. Yeah. We say these things. Yeah, but uh, it was guy code. Like all the women are like, "Oh, Harbaugh's coming back," and all the guys are like, "Ah, we see what you did there. We yeah. see what you did there." Playing it safe, playing it safe. You know, just I respect it. Look, I respect it, Harbaugh. I know what you're doing. I get it. You're trying to protect all your fucking little sanctity that you have there at the University of Michigan. I know you want one more pair of fucking Jordan shoes with your fucking khakis and your sweater. Yeah. Like I I get it, bro, but. You got, we're catching on a little too much. You're, you're trying to, you're, you're ending up in that situation where like too many of your side hoes are starting to like meet each other. And you're like, oh fuck, like this is, this is not good. This is not fucking good for you, man. So um, if anything, if you do end up leaving for a pro job, you got to pull an Urban Meyer. You got to have like a fucking heart attack mm-hmm. during a team meeting. Um, just don't get caught with some girl at a bar, in my opinion. So um, I'd say take the safe route maybe like fake some health concerns um you know having any I, I don't know dude seizure maybe i don't know figure it out but uh yeah just get paid at the end of the day because uh money matters my co-host is having a sneezing fit uh he must be allergic to all the bullshit that john harbaugh was trying to spill to us so uh as he recovers ah, from that there um, we go yeah, I don't know what's going to happen with that, but the 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 allegations of him buying a guy a hamburger, so I can so I can have an entity give my player a Lamborghini, a different <laughs> one for every game, but I can't pay for him to have a burger because he's hungry and doesn't have the money. Yeah. By the way, by the way, I forget whose pod was it on. I think it was Busting with the Boys, where the dude was talking about uh, how they got past recruiting violations back then. And he was like, yeah, so what we do is, is you would join an online poker room and a bunch of people would join and they'd all go all in and then fucking fold. And then you'd make all the money and just back out with it. And that's how you fucking got past all the recruiting allegations and shit. So you can do that. You can play World Series of Poker on your fucking laptop and make thousands of dollars. No one's going to question that shit. But because I bought you Taylor Lewan's famous Western burger at fucking kapows in goddamn ann arbor that suddenly just solidified in that kid's mind after his first bite he was like oh my god i'm going to play for the wolverines <laughs> he's like oh my god yeah, burger. yeah like, dude, all, also the another way they used to do the money is like at ufc they would be like yeah we're about to move you into your into your dorm or we're about to move you into your apartment like you just gotta wait like like someone's lease just ended like an hour ago like we're just moving their stuff out just moving their stuff out and then they'll be like, all right, we're going to have a driver take you there. They take you there. And the driver's like, hey, if they, if, if uh, they left anything, like they were in a rush to move out, like just let us know. And then they go in there and there's like a duffel bag full of cash. And mm-hmm. it's like, oh, the person that used to live here left this. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, like technically it's yours. Like, yeah. the, like, like we, don't know what to, we don't know what to do about that. <laughs> we don't know how that got there. Um, oh, yeah. By the way, the security cameras in the building happened to be shut off uh, when they moved out. So we also have no idea. Yeah. Uh, to verify the proof of that statement. So, uh, yeah, you're rich as fuck now. So, congratulations. Like, bro, what? Yeah. Oh, but, uh, let's move stupid. on to the next game. We had, I think this game is better. Number four, Ohio State, and number one, Georgia. Georgia winning 42 to 41. Ohio State kicker Noah Ruggles misses the 50, some 52 yard field goal right as the ball drops on midnight. 
and Ohio State cannot get it done. What a fucking game, though. Yeah. Um. Yeah, my kind of initial thoughts out of that one was just, could you have a better quarterback in school history for Ohio State and never beat Michigan, never win a playoff game? Never win the Big Ten. Never win the Big Ten. Like, that is such a fucking sad – that's what's going to piss me off more is he's probably going to be the most successful Ohio State quarterback to leave the program but have the least legacy um, accomplishments coming out of his university. Like, that just pisses me off for him. Um, and to think about what he was up against going up against Georgia, you know, you're facing the returning champions who are way better offensively and just as good defensively. You have all the odds stacked against you. Um, you're missing your number one receiver in, in Jigba. Uh, Marvin Harrison goes down in a third quarter with a questionable targeting hit, which I don't believe it was. It was just happened to be a hard hit, um, which knocked him out. I, I didn't, we'll get into that later, but, um, also tight end went out in the first quarter starting running back wasn't there was hurt before the Michigan game even. So this dude literally had his third and fourth string receivers through for what? 400 plus yards, four tutties, no picks. Uh, and Ryan day decided to play pussy ball, getting outscored 18 to three in the fourth quarter. And they ended up fucking losing the game because they, they decided rather than try to hurry it up and be a man and try to score a touchdown, they were like, Oh, we'll settle for the 50 yard field goal. And we'll just put all the blame on our kicker. No, go fuck yourself, dude. Like yeah, that was also such a too, bro. First of all, Ryan Day has showed us two games in a row now that he's a shitty fucking second half coach. He lets off yeah. the brakes so hard, dude. Like what the fuck? Lets off the brakes yeah. so hard. He's way too fucking like. Uh, he's just not that good coach. He's really not. He's very overrated. He has the good players, you know. But he, he lets it. He, he lets his foot off the brakes, and they fucked him again. And like. It sucks when CJ Stroud has this performance, and he and I don't even like Ohio State, but he should have won this game. And on top yeah. of that, to stretch out the more pussy play, dude, you have like twelve seconds. Oh no, I think you had like twenty seconds left with two timeouts. And instead of trying to get like two more plays to shorten the field goal by like twenty more yards, you're just like content staying where it's at. Like, why are you yeah. going to put that on your kicker? The other thing I want to say is, no Ruggles is a Tampa boy. The, the Kid who snapped him the long snap, Mason Arnold, Tampa boy. And um, first thing, the place kicker points the laces wrong. Go watch the video. Place kicker points the laces to the left. He kicks it to the left. Is it that big of a deal? I don't know. I don't know kicking. But if you go watch the video, go rewatch it. After it's kicked, the place kicker drops, like drops down, starts crying because he knows he fucked up. And Noah Ruggles picks him up and hits him on the head. He's like, it's all right, bro. Because like no one's going to ever talk about that. They're only going to shit on Noah Ruggles. Also, did he not go three for three in this game before this? You wouldn't know. Yeah. Like, you wouldn't on know. Top of that, I'm pretty sure I read a, a Twitter thing. It was like either four, four, five, or six, like either four to six games within his two years at Ohio State that he win for them on a game-winning field goal. Like, get the fuck out of here with like – like, get the fuck out of here with that. Like, yeah, it wasn't good. Should he have made it? Yes. But don't, don't start shitting on this kid saying he's a bad kicker for Ohio State when he's been nothing but lights out his whole career for you guys. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um yeah, this is one of those games where I was just kind of like, damn. Cause like I, I even said in our preview, I'm like, dude, like there's no reason fucking Ohio State should win this game. But I was like, I just feel like they're gonna do it. And the whole game I was watching, I was like, Oh my god, like I look like a fucking god. Like I was like, This is insane what is happening right now. Um but the fact that it just played out like that, 
all that lets me know is in our championship, I need some form of redemption. Like this has got to be the Cinderella story. Like there's no way God hates college football fans this much and is going to let Georgia win it again. Like there's just no way. Like I, I can't accept it. I refuse to believe uh, we haven't had a repeat champion since. Well, first of all, we haven't had a repeat champion in the college football playoff era at all. And the last time we had a repeat champion was Nick Saban's squad in 2011 and 2012. So I don't think we're going to get a repeat personally. I think Sonny Dykes is going to have the greatest first year in a program's history, in my opinion. But the greatest um, first year in college football history, bro. What? If he wins the Natty, that's the greatest. That's the greatest first year ever. Yeah. What What was TCU's record last year? They were five and seven, three and uh, they were five. They were five and seven and three and three and six in conference play. I'm pretty sure. No way. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they were five and seven and three and six in conference play. Was I right? Yeah. I was right. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. They were five and seven and three and six in conference play, and Max Dugan was a backup quarterback. God damn. Oh, where was their star, star running back a year ago? He was playing Juco. Mm. Damn, bro. Yeah, I'm looking through this right now. This is crazy. What? Anyways, uh, real quick, before we get to the Natty game, Ohio State, Georgia, I think uh, – Ohio State would have won if they had everyone. C.J. Stroud gained a lot of my respect and proved that he's a dog. It wasn't his fault Ryan Day took his foot off the fucking gas. Um, if I'm an Ohio State fan, I'm really starting to see if there's other coaches out there. Maybe, maybe start seeing what else is around, you know. Um, and they're kind of like Ohio State fans are a little scared because the whole game plan was that Luke Fickle was going to stay at Cincinnati until Ohio State turned it over to him, and he's at Wisconsin now, and he's locked in, so he is not going to Ohio State. Yeah, not only is he at Wisconsin, but he's kind of building like a scary little program up there that. Fucking is a problem now. Look, um, so long as the Big Ten West continues to be the worst conference and just fucking or division and football in general, um, because God forbid they ever figure shit out altogether. I don't know what the fuck's going on over there. Let me just let me just look at the Big Ten West real quick. Um, every t- I thought Big Ten's moving to the top two now, though. They're getting rid of divisions. Are they? I'm pretty sure that is what I read. I think that would be massive. Um personally just because if you look at the big 10 west it's a joke um yeah this is a joke now i you uh, could no, sit they're there do big 10 will remain east to west this upcoming season but then they will reconfigure once ucla and usc join so they might just fucking move everything around okay um damn so we'll save that for another pod how we would configure uh the conference because that'll be a fun pod if we got to redo all it is nearly certainty the conference will then switch to a single conference layout for scheduling and championship game qualification damn that would be fire um honestly i don't know how you feel about conferences being split versus as a big one personally i feel like they have like their benefits and drawbacks but i think i I think there's pros and cons i think there's pros and cons to it yeah um at the end of the day, what I do think it will help with, though, is I think it fixes the bowl bid situation a little bit. Yeah, you know because you'll like, actually see who's threes in the conferences. You'll actually see yes. who's four, yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, I like that a lot more just because I fucking hate watching. Like, 
oh, just because, because, dude, uh, I know we keep saying this, but literally Florida State's the only reason they weren't in a year six bowl is because Clemson got fucked by South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Like if Clemson wins that game based on our like situation, we get put into a New Year's six bowl. Yeah. Like, bro, like what the fuck, man? But it is what it is. Um the, we're not here to bitch fuck, about man. That. Yeah, we're I'm not here to bitch about that <laughs> or fucking have a temper tantrum. But yeah, I'm man. Here. So Ryan Day, something needs to change at Ohio State. Kirby Smart gets spooked with this team of destiny. And we have ourselves a national championship game played on Monday, which will be tomorrow night. Um, we are – what are the words I'm looking for, Zach Watts? Oh, yeah. So, Georgia coming in at a minus 14, which is insane, by the way. Slam TCU plus 14. That's that's yeah. ridiculous. Um, my thing is, does TCU come out like they do against Michigan and shock the world and they come out first? Or does Georgia show that that was a hiccup game and they're going to steamroll them? See, I am a big believer in the transitive property of football. You know, because you beat this team and they beat that team, you are automatically better than this team. Um, I'm a huge believer in that. So let's go through the transitive property of college football with Zach Watts. Um, Starting us off, we had Michigan beat Ohio State by, what was it, 25 in their rivalry? Something Something like that. that. Well, thankfully, these two teams split, and they play the two teams that were in the national championship. So now Michigan beats Ohio State by 25. Ohio State, the loser of Michigan, turns around and only loses to Georgia by three. TCU plays Michigan and beats Michigan by what? They lost to Georgia by one, Zach. Oh, yeah, one. Sorry. Excuse me. Discrediting Mount Seymour. Good God. Um, they beat Michigan but by you look six, at, I thought. Yeah, beat Michigan by six. Should have been even more uh, if you think about it. So by the transitive property, I'm thinking that TCU is better than the Georgia Bulldogs. Just saying. Um, I just can't understand who makes the spreads of this game and doesn't at least like tease a lower line. Like, really? There's no like, way Georgia is beating them by 14. There's just no yeah. way. Even if it was a hiccup game, you think TCU, who just dropped 51 on one of the nation's best defenses, is suddenly just going to be like, ah, oh, yeah, you know, we're fucked. Like, like, yeah, I'm the coach of the year, and we got fucking Red Rifles, like, Bastard Son and Max Dugan, but nah, nah fuck, man. Dude, so yeah, my fucked. thing is, um, if you are TCU, you look at this. First of all, I'm tired of this trenches talk because I don't see anything different between Georgia's O-line and Michigan's O-line. Michigan, one of the best offensive lines in college football, and they got exposed this game. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't think that's going to be a factor. I do think speed, the speed of the defense for Georgia is going to be a lot faster than the speed of Michigan. It's SEC football, it's not Big Ten. The speed mm-hmm. is going to be much faster. I think physicality, too. I think Georgia's got some literal dogs. So I think it's the same thing as the Michigan game. They have to play their game of football, and they have to start off hot. If they start off cold, they're done. It's over. Death. They cannot. They cannot try to win in the third quarter. They're not going to yeah. play like that. Another thing I want to point out is how awesome is it too, Zach? As like a college football fanatic, like one of the reasons I love college football more than the NFL is like you have two kids playing quarterback tonight, or excuse me, tomorrow Monday night that didn't have any scholarships or anything in college. Like they had like no looks, no like anything. You know, Dugan's only offer was TCU. That was Power 5. Stetson Bennett, like, wa- I think walked on to Georgia or, like, went Juco and then played at Georgia and then beat out fucking 
what's his name? Uh, JT Barrett, JT, uh, JT Daniels for quarterback. Like, yes, that's I mean, in a. It's just it's it's cool to see two guys that were like told their whole lives they would never play in this game are going to be leading it, both. You know. Yeah, you know, from Stetson Bennett's case, he was able to go serve in the army and have four children, and then return back to uh, play for fucking Georgia with his uh, ancient ass man. Fuck that kid. I'm so tired of his fucking story. I'm I'm so sick of it too because they're like, oh my god, like this kid's amazing. Like, dude, he's 25 years old, man. Lamar Jackson's three years younger than him and won a fucking MVP award in the yeah. NFL. In the NFL, but no, 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 no. Oh, dude, Justin Fields is like three years younger. There, there's guys in the NFL who are like three year all pros. And they're this young. They're younger than this yeah. kid, and they're and they're still over here. Like, oh my god, man, this this Stetson Bennett story is just unreal. Like, dude, fuck off. I don't like <laughs> <to> hear it. <laughs> you completely just shit on me. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm sick of it. And and what pisses me off more, the reason why this pissed me off more is because everywhere I look about this uh, college football preview for the championship, it's like, oh, two Heisman finalists are going up it's up against each other. Fuck you if you think Stetson Bennett even deserved a seat yeah, in New York for that shit. That was here. bullshit. That was so fucking narrated. Like they yeah. just put him in there just so they they could like say that with the story. Yeah, up. exactly. It's exactly yeah. what they did. Like, oh my God. Like, fuck out of here with that bullshit. Like, I am not hearing you out on anything. And look, you can say all you want about how he stepped up this year as a quarterback and really revitalized this Georgia offense. Look, yes, they've become way more balanced as a team. They're not as defensive orientated. Uh, as they were in the past, you know, they have a lot more weapons with like Brock Bauer, um, their outside receiving stepped up in some regards. Cause we saw Ohio State's DBs get cooked uh, in the semis game, but we also saw him get cooked against Michigan. Yeah, I think, so it wasn't I think like Ohio the, State's secondary sucks. Yeah. I think T, this is where I think TCU plays a lot better than you look at LaDainian Thomas's nephew uh, leading the charge for that TCU DBs room. You know, they have, okay. First of all, if you have two DBs wearing number one and number two, that is, the most terrifying thing you could yeah, ever hard. ask for. That's hard. Yeah, that's hard as fuck. Um, so that's fucking terrifying. Also, yeah. Who, um, wait, wait. They have the Jim Thorpe Award winner. Who TCU? Yeah, they had the cornerback of the year, the defensive back of the year. Yeah, yeah. So I personally, I think, I think TCU is going to give Stetson a way harder time, in my opinion. So, um. If I was Georgia, I would yeah, not try to win. Yeah, Hodges Tomlinson won the he won the Jim Thorpe. That's that's LT's, Ladanian Tomlinson. Yeah, yeah. he's, yeah, the he's best a defensive back in college football. Yeah, he's a fucking dog. Um, he's a menace. My biggest thing for this game is, um, yeah, I just think personally TCU is going to have to be. Obviously, they're going to rely on Dugan with his arm and his play calling, like he's a stud. But I think where the game's really going to be won is in with a run game uh, personally, you know, I don't think it's necessarily going to be like their driven point of focus for their D, but they're going to have to have Georgia respect their D if they yes. want to or respect the run game. If they want Dugan to ball out as he should, um, you know, you can bring up these exotic blitz packages, but you know, at some point you're going to get burned by it. So if you can just have a solid run game now, I know that um, Miller, I think his name is went out yeah. of the game went out of the game with a knee injury. I don't know if he's going to be available, but their backup running back. Playing. I think he's playing. Well, even if he doesn't, their backup just as good. I think he's the, what, the Louisiana transfer, possibly. I could, uh, De Mercado. Um, they also have Imani Bailey, um, who that was the Louisiana running back. But De Mercado, just as solid. I think that's going to be a huge point of focus for them. Um, also for Dugan, you know, just get the ball to Quentin Johnson. 
number four on the big board for receivers. He's a huge body. Um, he's going to get things done. He had some big plays uh, in that semifinal game, so I expect him to really step up in this game as well. Um, for Georgia, you know, I do respect Kirby Smart because right after the game, he was like, I saw what fucking TCU did to Michigan. So he's like, we got our work cut up for us. You know, he's not overlooking them at all. He's going to have these boys focused and ready to go. Um, but like I said, I think their biggest playmakers are their tight ends. And I think TCU will have a perfect game plan for him. So it's going to be a hell of a game. Um, in any respect, I'm interested to hear what you have to say on it, but definitely going to be locked in for this one. I think um, – so keys, key things to watch for this game. First of all, obviously both quarterbacks. I think – let's start with TCU. <clears throat> Establish a run game. Don't rely on a run game. Establish a run game. Let Georgia know, even if we're going to rely on Dugan and we're going to rely on his, uh, on his arm, let them know we're not doing this because we have to. We're doing this because we're choosing to. We can still run the ball. That needs to be established. Once the physicality of their offense is removed and Georgia can drop a D-lineman back and have another – another guy out there, I think their their defense is just too good. I, th- I think you need to keep the threat of it. Let Dugan have the ball. The ball should be in Dugan's hands on the biggest plays. Okay? The biggest plays in the game should have the ball in Dugan's hand every time. Every single time. Defensively, you have to get the Stetson Bennett early. Early. He needs to feel pressure early. You get him playing bad, their whole offense is disrupted. The only thing is, I think... The one thing that might hurt them is the amount of weapons the Georgia offense has it is a mismatch to TCU, in my opinion. So TCU needs to get them early. Their D-line needs to be ready to, to, to grind because these kids are going to be physical in the trenches. But they need to get the pressure on Stetson early. Do not let this kid get comfortable. Regardless of what you think about him, Zach, if he's comfortable, he's going to make the easy passes and his guys are going to get open. Keep him moving nonstop. He cannot have his feet planted. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, outside of TCU, if you want to look at Georgia's key to success in this one, I think it's just don't let Stetson Bennett fuck you. Um, and I know that's weird to say considering how good he's played this year, but, um, these TCU DBs are extremely talented and you saw the way that they beat Michigan was by forcing turnovers, you know, an easy way to avoid turnovers is by keeping the ball on the ground and just let the war be one of the trenches, you know, stick it between the tackles, show that you're SEC football for a reason. Um, dwindle the clock. If you get into a shootout with TCU, no offense to Georgia, but in a shootout, I'm leaning towards Sonny Dykes. He's proven it all year that he can put it up with the best with the best of them. Um, you know, he's built his guys for that. And, you know, they're war ready. And I think Georgia's war ready too. But, you know, stick to your strengths. Don't try to get too fancy. You know, I know probably what we're going to see a lot is we're going to see a lot of slip screens, play action pass, um, trying to take some deep shots over the top. Don't, don't do that. Don't be stupid. If you want to do that, by all means, go for it. I am taking TCU in this one, plus 13, by all means. Go ahead and try because I promise you, TCU will show you that they are not Big 12 football. They are the best of the best football, um, by all means. So that's kind of why I'm leaning with there. Um, moving on from that, though, let's get into our picks for this game. I know the line right now is Georgia minus 13. Um, over under, I believe, is at 62 and a half. So one other real crazy. quick point I want to make, Zach. Georgia, if you go look at them this season and even look at them last season, they don't do good when the game is close. They only play well when they get a big lead and they start bullying you. Look at the Missouri game, dude. They should have lost the Missouri game. Missouri just kept it a one-score game the whole game and then it like freaked them out at the end. You know, they they only are good at bully ball. So if TCU can just keep it even within 10, 
If they can just keep it within 10 the whole game, I think they're going to have a good shot. Uh, give me a, yeah. give me TCU plus 13. Um, I'm not touching the over-under. Also, um, uh, also give me Dugan 50 yards rushing. Mm, interesting take there. Um, I'm going to take TCU plus 13. I'm also going to take the over of 62 and a half. And the reason being is because if you look at every other national championship game in the past, um, we see the biggest stars on the biggest stage and they tend to ball out, you know, let's go look at la- Let's just look at last year's, uh, national championship. Um, Natty 2022, I believe it was what Notre Dame or was it Georgia, Alabama? Yeah. Okay, that one was that hit the over, and the over on that was what four. They ended up scoring fifty-one total points in that. Um, in twenty twenty-one, it was Alabama beat Ohio State fifty-two to twenty-four. That was like seven seventy combined points. Yeah, Matt uh, Jones, bro, they were just eating that year. Yeah, uh, in twenty twenty, LSU beat Clemson forty-two to twenty-five, sixty-seven total points. Um, and even back to 2019, if we want to go that far, um, Clemson beat Alabama 44 to 16. Um, so yeah, that one combined 60 points. Yeah. So I'm leaning towards the over in this. I mean, fuck, look at this. Look look at the semifinal game, bro. I know that's what I don't know, dude. I don't know, dude. I don't know. I just, I don't see either defense. I, first of all, I don't see this being a blowout. And I don't see either of these defenses just completely like stopping the other team. So points are going to be scored regardless. Um, if this was like a good back and forth, like getting big stops game, I would love to see that for a viewing experience. But I think the narrative is in, you know, we're going to be seeing a lot of flags to continue drives. Yeah, you know, we're going to see a lot of, we're going to see a lot of those BS penalties where we're like, Oh my God, how the fuck was that pass interference? Like that totally wasn't just to lead to more touchdowns. We're going to see some bullshit pass interference. We're going to see a whole lot of missed holding calls. It's just going to be one – I don't know. Let me see who the officiating staff is because um, this will be a big deciding factor. College football championship. Oh, referee. What should I just search up? Like referees. Yeah. Oh, shit. Who's officiating it? Okay. Um, the conference is officiating it. Wait, what? They list everyone? It's got to be a non – it's a non-Big 12, non-SEC refing staff because it's got to be a neutral – neutral refs. Oh, what? What refs are going to do the national championship? Why is this so hard to find? Oh, I think I found it. Oh, it's ACC refs. Are you sure? Yeah, it's ACC. I just found it. Jeff Heiser will be the replay. No, no, replay is Mark McCain. McCain, whatever the fuck his name is. Um, So it's ACC? Yeah, it's ACC. I don't know if that's good or bad. I feel like that's bad. I feel like that is very bad because typically when we watch ACC football games this year, there was just a whole lot of yeah, fuckery. a lot of bullshit. Yeah, a whole lot of bullshit. Um, in my opinion, that's 
that's what we need to start looking at more. We need to see who refs these fucking games. Yeah. Yeah. We need, start, we need to start writing down the names of judges in MMA and refs in football. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like my biggest thing with MMA is the fact well, honestly, all sports, they need to they need to force these refs to sit down in a press booth or not a press booth, but uh post game conference. Yeah. Yeah, post and have interview and have people asking questions. Honestly, make it even more interesting. Bring in the fucking players and have them ask questions. You're just sitting down, and be like, "Yo, so in that third quarter when you fucked me Dude, by calling that should, holding." Though. I think I think refs, I think refs and judges for MMA and football and basketball, all of them should be interviewed after the games. Why not? Yes. Why not? Yeah. All the players are, and they're way more in control. Like they have the des- they can control the destiny of the game. Why not? Yeah. I completely agree. Um, I think it's bullshit, but then again, I'm not in charge of that. You know what I am also pissed about that is most definitely some bullshit is the fact that at the national championship game, which is being held at SoFi Stadium, won't be allowed to have tailgating, which um, I think should be fucking illegal if you're going to ban tailgating. That's not American. That is the most anti-American shit I've ever heard. Um, But you can thank the state of California for that, so go fuck that. California shit. Yeah. Um, by the way, shout out Georgia's governor. I believe his last name's Kent, but he literally came out and as a legislator was just like, yeah, fuck California. He's like, we're not letting us tailgate. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? Like, like that ain't American. That ain't it isn't. Because like, to be honest, yeah, that ain't football. Like, what's more football than showing up pissed drunk in a parking lot, grilling some dogs, drinking some beers for my game. But unfortunately, you can't do that. So instead, what's going to happen is, is whatever the closest in and out is to the stadium is getting fucking looted and ransacked for sure. They're gonna, they're going to maul that place. Most yo, definitely. Yo, if this does happen, we were not in any way uh, in charge of that or like <laughs> any knowledge. This is simply just Zach talking out of his ass. Yeah, actually, I just want to make sure group. we're good and twice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you can actually join my Facebook group. It's called "We Will Destroy the In and Out Next to SoFi Stadium." Um, yeah. Currently at eight hundred. Yeah, yeah. Currently at eight hundred members. Um, we will not be using any tools. This will just be bare knuckle um, Waffle House style. We'll just fight the employees. Um, honestly, though, I would never fight any Waffle House staff employee. I would definitely fuck out an In and Out employee though. They seem like bitches. Bro, imagine, um, imagine like the game Monday night. They're like, and at the local In and Out, there's 800 staff members just <laughs> lined up around the building. Yeah, they just have like SWAT, like just posted up in the fucking. Yeah, but it's like the In and Out logo lot. on the riot shield. Oh yeah, that's like, oh my god, they got they like privately contracted like <laughs> military vets to wear like In and Out shit for the stadium. But oh. um, yeah. What's what's really bullshit about this though is I would understand if it was like no um, tailgating at all, like at any SoFi event. But the fact that Rams and Chargers have designated areas for tailgating for the professional teams, but just because you're hosting one college championship, you're suddenly just like, nah, sorry, you're gonna have to spend all your money on our twenty dollar beers that we're selling during concessions. Yeah. Like what the fuck is that? Like who who decided that? Who who thought that that'd be a good idea? Now, pretty much what you did, which we are not endorsing this, we are totally against this. What you endorsed 
is for people to drive drunk to your games. That is yeah, what you're telling. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I you just, just don't get like what like what what is what do you gain from this? Like if if you let tailgating, people are going to spend more money because they're going to be drunk and want to keep drinking and eat food. And it's yeah. fucking football, dude. Yeah. If anything, if, if anything, I which I would thousand dollars to go to watch the Super Bowl and I couldn't drink before with oh my, my homies. Nah, sorry. I mean, dude, even you look at the World Cup where they accepted like millions of dollars worth of like beer sponsorships, and then like right before they started the games, they're like, "Oh yeah, by the way, um, we're banning alcohol. So if we catch you drinking alcohol, we'll throw you in fucking prison." Um, you can't tell a bunch of Englishmen that they can't drink or Irishmen for that matter. Like you just you're just pissing on the sanctity of like being a man. I mean, people tried to. They got in. They got jailed immediately. Um, yeah, I saw a comment that was like, "It said, um, it said, um, it said, like SoFi Stadium not allowing tailgates." And someone goes, well, "I didn't know the Super Bowl was held in Qatar this year." <laughs> oh God! <laughs> I mean, dude, it just pisses me off because like, no one. Because okay, let me put it this way. If you wanted to show up to the game early, what the fuck are you gonna do now? Yeah, what are you gonna do? Not, like, like, can you see people are gonna tailgate? There's no like, what can you not sit in your car? Can I not sit in the bed of my truck? Is that illegal? Yeah, they should just like I don't know if you've seen like Scooby Doo Spooky Island, but where like they have the mystery machine and they're like grilling hot dogs through like the vent in the back of their van. They just like have all the windows closed like that. I feel like you have to Scooby Doo the fuck out Dude, of that. Yeah, I shit. would be so mad if I got like like Christmas like for Christmas I got like Super Bowl tickets and then we go there and we're like, oh, we're sober the whole week, like we're sober the whole trip. Yep, yep. I because I'm telling you, the closest hotel you're gonna get, let me, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna do some little and research and the other thing so is, too, Jack, is that I would if I I was in this scenario, I get fucked because I would end up trying to black out too hard before. Because I would want to black out hard enough that I could like control, but it would also last me to like the fourth quarter, you know? Yeah. So I would probably like not remember the first half of the game. Mm. Yeah, you want to get a hotel room at the closest uh, place next to SoFi Stadium? That'll be a $150 a night, $200 a night. Sick. Probably an $80 oh. Uber there. Oh, easily. Um, yeah, so even if you wanted to get like shit faced drunk and walk there, probably be about like a two three mile walk, easily. Yeah, so you're just, drunk. Yeah, you're gonna lose your drunk. You're gonna show up. Now you're gonna be more mad. Now you gotta take a piss, which and you're, you're sticky, not. You're sticky. Yeah, you're sticky. Sweaty. I don't know what you're. Yeah, I was gonna say we could have gone a lot of places there with why you're sticky. I didn't want to know. Um, <laughs> you're sweaty and confused. sticky. You know, you walk yeah. three miles. You're hammered. Pissed yeah. Cried a little, yeah. You know, one of those days, yeah. Don't know what you're doing in the porta potties <laughs> before the game. That's that's on you. Don't, I'm not gonna ask questions here at Clocks on Stoke. Enjoy your Super Bowl Sunday, man, or your college <laughs> football Mondays, whatever the fuck, whatever you got going on there in SoFi, man. Enjoy your fucking week, bro. Oh, god. But yeah, that concludes our episode. Once again, thank you. Prayers for. Tamar Hamlin and his family and uh, T. Higgins. And let's go Horned Frogs. Zach Watts. Go Horned Frogs. Give me the TCU money line. Um, fuck it. I'm changing my pick now because Max Dugan is the man of the hour. So, But if we fucking lose, I'm cutting this part out. So either way, I win. 